Open your Bibles to First John chapter four. I'll just give a short um, a short word. I'll talk about how love, the love of God being a prerequisite for godly homes. Or you could call it the love of the love of God as a prerequisite for marriage or godly home, however you like. But I will be will be seeing the love of God in the context of marriage. Is that okay? Yes. In the book of First John, chapter four, the Bible says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God." And everyone that loveth is born of God. Praise God. Everyone that loves is born of God. And knows God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For what? For God is love. So the Bible is saying that anyone that can't love does not know God. That's a very powerful and a conclusive statement. It means that you can't use another yardstick to describe knowing God. The Bible says that if you don't love, then we conclude that you don't know God. Now, it didn't say if you don't pray. It didn't say if you don't know the word. It didn't say if you don't prophesy. The Bible is saying that if you don't love, you don't what? Know God. So the knowledge of God is proven by love. Love is the proof of God's knowledge. And um, the, the, the context of knowledge here is not mental knowledge. It's not knowledge as per teaching. It's talking knowledge as per experience, as per, as per encounter. That if you have met with the Lord, then the result of that will be love. So if you bring anything to us as a proof that you have met with God, we're not going to accept it if it's not love. Now, you can bring many things to say you had an encounter with heaven or an encounter with angels. Or you can say many things. But if you're going to say that you met the Lord, the very um, tool of scrutiny is what? 
the love of God. And so I, I, I can definitely know whether I know God or not. And the easy test is, do I walk in the love of God? Does that make any kind of sense? Now, he that loveth not, he that loveth not, knoweth not God. You see, for God is love. That is to say, if you are going to meet God, what you would have met is love. Are we here? Now, you could, you can say you met power. You can, whatever you say you meet, we are going to believe that you met God when we see what? Love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So, from God's angle, his own expression of the love that he is, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's love language. That when God was going to say, I love you, the way he said it was to send his son. And the implication of that is that through, that we might live through him. The implication of that is that when there is love, there will be life. So God is love manifested in the son and produced life. So whenever we find out that there is no life, then we need to do some type of investigation and the answer will be that there is no love. When you are experiencing what is not life, it's because there is deficiency in love investment. And so, when, when, when you are noticing deficiency and death and darkness in your relationship with your spouse in this particular instance for today's sermon, because it, it cuts across all board. But this is what the Holy Spirit asked me to say. Yesterday when I was asking if I continued my teaching, so, but this was what the Lord asked me to say. I felt a witness in my spirit that this is the word for today. Is that death is the proof that love is lacking? Are we together? Either either love is not being given or love is not being received. Now we see that happening in John chapter 3, verse 16. What we see in first John chapter 4 was what practically happened in John 3, 16, what the Bible said, for God's soul. Here we read in 1 John here that this love was manifested by the sending of his son. And John 3, 16 says the same thing, that for God so loved the world, and his action, his love action, was that he sent his son. The Bible speaks about how we have been you know, translated from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the son of his love. Are my friends here? 
Praise God. So, in John 3.16, we see that for God's soul of the world and the best, the, the manifestation of that love was the sending of Jesus. That he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not pay but what? But have life. So when there is no life, it's because there is no love. Either love is not released or love is not received. Now the Lord asked me to tell you two things in today's service. The first one in the context of marriage is that you have to invest the love of God in your marriage. The second thing is that in your life you have to receive the love of God. That the only plan God has over your life is to give you life. Like when God thinks about you, he doesn't have the ability to think otherwise than to introduce life into your space. Because sometimes you, you, you doubt God's intention. And God said, I tell you this morning, that his intention is only to give you life. He has no other intention. You don't have to gainsay it. Now, there is nothing you will do that will make him change his mind or his intention. Friends, even if God brings chastisement your way, it can only be because of life. He can't relate outside life. He can't relate outside love. Because if he relates outside love, he's no more God. Because God is love. Now, God doesn't choose to love. Love is who God is. So it's not an external action that he borrows and now, and now uses for you. When he, however he acts towards you, can only be because he what? He loves you. Are we together here? So this morning, I want you this morning to receive the love of God. Some of you have been unable to face, to turn back. You know, sometimes we have, we have gone so crazy that we fear to turn. We have, we have gone so crazy that we just want to cover our face in, sh- in, in shame. Because you can't face truth and face light. But this morning, I want you to know that you can turn and face truth and face life. Because sometimes you have an assumption that you are facing the world. No, you are not facing the world. You are facing your Lord. Now, in the world, you see shame. But in the Lord, you see love. Take courage this morning. And take that turn and look unto Jesus. He has nothing else but love for you. Listen, it is beyond human comprehension. Listen, the person we, we, we want to kill is the person God wants to give life. No matter how much, listen, no matter your prayers against the deadest Boko Haram person that he should die, God is still hoping that he encounters his love. Yes, sir. Listen, if we all gather and hope somebody dies, God is not with you. Yes. God hopes he lives. Yes. He says, I have come to give life and to give it to the fullness. Abundantly. I don't know what your mind is telling you. I don't know what anybody is telling you. But child, God loves you. And the implication of that is that he wants to introduce life 
into your scenario. And today, God told me, Zach, you are going to speak to people who are afraid to turn to me for whatever reason. He says, tell them that I'm waiting for them. And all I want to do is to give them life. And those are the first set of people I pray for. Well, you know you are in 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 their need of life. You know, this is not a I'm not making a general religious altar call. I'm just saying you look at this the, the, the state you are in. You know, if you continue like this, you'll die. You'll die spiritually and any type of death. But you also don't have the courage to turn and have life. But I say to you, if you turn this morning, the Lord God will give you life. And those are people I want to pray for. And I'm going to ask you, you don't have to come out here, but you're going to get up. You are in a situation where you need life. You have messed things up. You don't know what else to do. The Lord sent me to you this morning. He said, I should say to you that he has life for you. He doesn't have destruction for you. He doesn't have condemnation for you. What he has for you this morning is life. And when you get up, when I pray for you, I'm going to ask God to give you a conviction, an assurance of his love. And guess what? You are going to have it now. You are going to leave this service today knowing that God has made you brand new and knowing that there is nothing beyond repair. Now, repair is not even the talk now. There is nothing beyond resurrection. There is nothing beyond resurrection. It wouldn't look like where you are coming from. It's going to look fresh and brand new. Now, if you know God and if you hear God's voice, you would know that I heard from God. That God sent me to you. And so I give you some few seconds to get up on your feet. I want to pray with you. If you fit into this category that I need to pray for right now. Get up on your feet quickly. And wherever you are, whoever is, whoever is by your side, just, lay, just put your hand on the person's shoulder while I say the prayer from here and, um, and then we'll pick it up. So get up on your feet. All right, just put your hand on the, if you put your hand on the shoulder, if there's anybody up, just, um, yeah. If, if it's a lady, let another lady put your hand. If it's a guy, let a guy put your hands and then we'll just pray about that. Father, and if you're putting, if you're holding somebody, do it by faith because you are a point of, of contact. Father, I thank you for these ones. You know their story. I don't know it. If I know it, it will be because you showed me. But you are the first person that knows our story. You even know things before we get to know them. That's how intimate you are with us. When you ask us to be intimate with you, it's not just a, 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 a a command of, a difficult command. You ask us to be intimate with you because you are first intimate with us. You want us to know you like you know us. And Father, you know this once. Dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you do a work by your Holy Spirit in their hearts right now. And let their hearts know that they are loved. In this very moment, they receive the courage to turn from every scenario and situation that the enemy has deceived them into. And we call them forth into light. We call them forth into truth. A fresh courage, a fresh boldness. A fresh courage, a fresh boldness. A fresh boldness to turn a life that God has ordained. A fresh boldness, O Lord. 
Father, let your spirit overwhelm them. Let your spirit take away all the voices and the feelings that the enemy has deposited in their soul. Let a real miracle happen inside your hearts. And let today be the day of transformation for them. In Jesus' name we prayed. Friends, I tell you it is done. A new day has begun in your life. Hallelujah. If you need somebody to speak to, speak to any of the pastors today. Some of you might need somebody to speak to. That is why the pastors are here. That's why they don't go home immediately after service. They are here to speak to you. Pastor Obi is here to talk to you. And so talk to him. He's anointed to talk to you. He's not sitting in front because he's tall. (laughs) He's sitting in front because he's chosen by God. Not because he's better than you, but he's chosen by God to talk to you. Pastor Idara will talk to you. Pastor Desola will talk to you. Zach will talk to you. <laughs> Amen. Now the second thing I want to pray for is for homes. You have to invest love in your home, the love of God. You see, when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Are you blessed? It's like this is my shortest sermon in a while, right? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. If I choose to walk in love towards you. (laughs) Now, don't I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not, please remove charity, go and look for a scripture that has love, please. Before people think about giving out rice. <laughs> Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love? I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. All right? Praise God. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge, and do I have all faith so that I could... Remove mountains, but have not love. I am nothing. Now, it it keeps getting bad. From being like a sounding symbol to progressing into nothing. All right? Let's read. And do I bestow all my goods to feed the poor? And do I give my body to be born, but have not love? It profits me nothing. Now, this is deeper. This is negative nothing. Meaning that there's nothing we put on it. Now, first nothing is zero. This one is a minus. The the ability to profit does not exist. Are we together here? It's a bad place to be. All right? Love suffers long. Now, let's go back to verse 1. I want to show you something. And show you the progression. Now, though I speak with tongues of men and tongues and of angels and have not love, I have become. And that's the process. That's the process. The, the process of becoming something else starts. Are you with me? Because you don't prioritize the love of God. 
And now, it's not that the, the operations you're operating are fake. It's just that God is not there. You see, a gift can solve a problem, but only God can change a life. A gift can solve a problem, but it takes God to change a life. And God doesn't want us to only be gifted. He wants to solve people's problems with our giftings, but in the process of that, they encounter God. Now, when we take God out of the way, are you together with me? Now, and don't forget, this conversation of love, hear me, friends, this conversation of love was, was, was an accurate po- um, um, uh, 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 position of Paul in the context of gifts. He was talking about gifts in chapter 12. And then when he got to the end of chapter 12, he now says, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And that was when he got to 13 and introduced the conversation of love. That we, we would not, you know, and a lot of us, sometimes it's not even a gift. Sometimes it can be talent. Sometimes it's even feelings that is making us not to walk in love. You see, because somebody is offending your feelings. Now I'm talking to those who are married. Sometimes your fee, you, the person is not making you feel great. And then you drop the love of God and embrace another thing. Your, your spouse is not making you feel great. She talks a certain way. Your husband is not making you feel great. He talks a certain way. And then you're about to change who you are. You, are you together with me? And focus on something else. In this case, the focus was on the gifts. In your case, you might not be so gifted. Your focus might be the children. So though, so, so though you love your children like mad and you can die for them, but have not love. Is nothing. Though you are the most brilliant career person in this world, but have not love, is nothing. So sometimes we focus on something else because we are running away from the life of love. Friends, we have to get back to investing love in our homes. Are you with me, friends? Yes, sir. Guys, are you with me? What are we meant to invest? Love. Love in our homes. And it is the love of God. Jay, let me say something to you. Whenever you can't manifest the love of God, sorry, sorry. Whenever you can manifest the love of God, you see, because the love of God is more than a decision. It's a working of the spirit inside you. Now, you need to go to God to work it in you. You see, because God, when he says love suffers long, it's not just love decides to suffer long. That's okay. That's the beginning stage. It's just a state that if you are not suffering long, it's because it's not there. If love is there, you will suffer long. You will suffer long. So what do you do? So many times the things that are not there are an opportunity for you to seek God. Say, God, walk in me. And instead of trying to change somebody else, just get yourself into the light of God and let God change you. Because if it's love, it will always produce life. Listen, the life that your home needs is not the change of your spouse. The life that your home needs is the love of God at work in you. If there's love in you, your home will get life. 
And in fact, it, what your spouse needs to even change is the love of God that you already carry. Yes, sir. Yeah. But she's taking me for granted the more. Stay in love. Yes, sir. If it's not the love of God, can there be another answer? Can you leave God's love and go and look for life elsewhere? So though I speak with tongues of men and tongues of angels, but not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all ministries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains but have not love, I am what? Nothing. And though I bestow all my gifts, all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be born but have not love, it profits me what? Nothing. Now look at where you are. Look at your job assignment. Look at what you are meant to turn into now. You should be in the freaky so as long. And in the freaky is kind. Now, this current Zach doesn't suffer long. This current Zach is not as kind. So I need a moment with the Lord. I need to go to the Lord to work stuff in me. So if, my, if, 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 if I become unkind to my wife because of how she acts towards me, it's not her fault. She's not the reason for my unkindness. She's just the tool for revealing my unkindness. The enemy used her to reveal what's in me. I thank God it's revealed because it was not revealed. I would have thought I'm great. And so she she didn't make you hit her. You didn't know you are a bitter. You didn't know. He didn't make you go outside to be crazy and to be immoral. No, no. You have been for a while. You just didn't know. We just changed the scenario and who you were manifested. You know God doesn't change. And, and God is love. So if that love of God is in you, it will last. Love does not envy. So when I'm envious, I need to say, God, shine your love in me. Put your love in me. Walk your love out on. And guess what? All of us have that love inside. Yes. But it needs to be, it, need, it needs to manifest. Yes, sir. We need to crack it open. Yes, and it needs to take over the space of our soul. Yes. The more you see the fault in another person, is because you have stopped. You have stopped working with God because there's so much, there's so much about us that we need to. Are you together with me? Oh God, there's so much craziness with you. I need to meet the Lord. I need to meet the Lord. I shouldn't distract myself by saying this person is the trouble. I have, I'm not yet like Jesus. There's a lot of work to be done. So love does not envy. Love does not pride itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Now you know you, all of us here behave rudely many times. We all behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Now imagine if you were like this. In your home. But you know this is what the Bible says. Husband, love your wife. Like Christ loves the church. We're asked to love one another actually. 
So um, this is kind of home. So can you say that we all need to be busy yes. with the Lord? Not, not, with, not, with, not focus on your partner. But help me, Lord. Because this was a commandment that God gave to us directly. This morning, I just sense in my heart that God is saying to us, come to me. I'm the God of change. I'm the God of hope. I have all power. I can turn you around. That's what I hear. That's what I feel. God can make you completely different from your father. You know, a lot of us are just... Are just we're just like our parents. How many of you hate sometimes you have issues with your dad or your mom and people keep telling you you are just like them? And you don't like the man, but the, the, the same character. I'm telling you the truth. But now we have a father who is in heaven. I said we have a father who is in heaven. Yes, and what I'm teaching you, we'll, learn, we'll keep learning, we'll keep being like him. Listen, when we go to heaven, it will end. Yes. The change continues. Yes, change continues. Marriage is a privilege yes, to be more like Jesus. Because yes, sometimes we entered into it, and what we had in our head was, not, was Hollywood and Hollywood. <laughs> you plan to be happy instead of you to plan to change. You plan to be happy. How many of you have been unhappy and nothing happened to you? You were just unhappy by yourself. You can't even trace it. You know what that means? We left you to yourself. You are still unhappy. If you cannot make yourself happy, how would another person do it? So don't worship your happiness. Worship Jesus. So every day, if you, were, if you were really looking at Jesus, every day we should have husbands and wives repenting, apologizing every day. Because I'm not trying to compare how good I am towards you. I'm checking, is this the kind of person Jesus wants me to be? I'm saying sorry, Jesus, and I'm saying sorry, girl. It's strange. That's why it's Christianity. It's not Yoruba culture. It's not Igbo. It's kingdom. I asked God to release grace this morning and let there be restoration. Amen. I asked God to give you a new, a new faith, Amen. a new courage Amen. to try the Lord. Amen. Father, we pray. We come to you this morning. We ask for your help. Amen. We ask for your grace. We look at the log in our eye and not the speck in the other person's eye. And say, Jesus, help us be like you. Amen. Let us represent you. Amen. Even in our homes. Amen. Help us, Messiah. Amen. Let our homes represent and reflect Christ and the church. Amen. We know it will take a lot of time for this to be perfect. But let the process begin. Let it be daily. 
Help us to know when we need to repent before you. Thank you, Father. And help us to appreciate the, the spouses you have given us. Let us know that they are not problems, they are gifts. Amen. When you go home today, tell your spouse that you are a gift. Now that's an assignment from your pastor. Even though both of you are here, you can see it from him. I don't care. Say, I gift that Jesus gave to me.